Welcome to Tenet Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are joined by another special guest today, Corey, who wanted to chat with us about our findings on Tenet for an upcoming project. Uh, Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious about the project. Where, we, where, is this going to, where is this article going to be found? Uh, so it's going to be on Defector.com, uh, which I've written a bunch of articles for. Uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, it came about because I've had this obsession with Tenet that grew out of seeing it. I saw it actually in the theater here in Toronto. We have an IMAX theater that now is currently closed, but it's uh, uh, they showed it like on 70 millimeter and everything. And and I saw it then and I was like, and when great... it opens, because that's when it uh, when it opened, yeah, like, during the pandemic. neither of us got to during do that. COVID. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was there was I think there was uh, it was like a sold out show, except that because of the distancing, I think there was like in a theater that seats maybe like five hundred people. I think there was maybe like thirty people there, mm-hmm. um, so it felt like actually quite safe at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw it then, and I enjoyed it, and I had a good time with it. Uh, but it was actually only like later when it was on, uh, on Blu-ray and I got a copy of it and, uh, and then I started just kind of putting it on and particularly like with the help of some, uh, some edibles, I was like off to the races with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it that, that's some great assistance. Uh, what, what's your relationship with Christopher Nolan as a director? Were you a Nolan head before you saw the movie or? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of his. I think I've, I'm a fan in the way that a lot of people, especially of of my generation, I don't know how old you guys are, but certainly my generation where it's like, you discover him as a teenager, like, check it out, memento, mind-blowing, or, you know, those kinds of things. And then at some point, I th- I never stopped enjoying his movies, but there was a certain point where I was like, are these actually that smart? Are they actually that good? <laughs> and then And then I've kind of come back around where I've, as I've understood more about his process, I'm like less concerned with how smart the movies are and just more like how they're made. I find them like nobody's really making movies the way that he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's super fair. We spent a lot of time talking about Christopher Nolan movies in general, especially towards the end of our tenant men run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we even like rewatched some of them. I rewatched, I remember rewatching Memento and I would argue that movie is both like genius and really well made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's incredibly well made. And, and, uh, and yeah, I've just like, have even... some edibles and, you know, it was such, it was a thing that really unlocked it for me in a way. Not that like, I mean, <laughs> people can quibble with whether drugs are necessary to enjoy certain movies. I don't know that, that it's necessary with Tenet, but what it did for me with Tenet was, it made me realize like, Oh, this movie operates first and foremost on like vibes. It's just like, because I think I watched when I watched it high, I think I understood it even less than I had the first time, but I enjoyed it more. I was just like, Oh, right. I'm just kind of along for like the weirdo ride of this. But then of course I kept 
trying to watch it and figure out like if it's even possible to understand, which listening to your podcast, I was like, I mean, at various points, you sounded like you were driving yourselves a little bit, a little bit nuts trying to figure out uh, kind of how it all came together. I was curious in your case, though, how did you actually decide to like sit down and record a podcast about Tenet? Uh, that's all. That's all, Kevin. Uh, we were kicking. I was kicking around ideas with him to host a podcast, mm. and Steve was into a podcast, but not into uh, a particular movie podcast. I want to say, but I like when I came up with the idea, and I think it was from being aware of Star Wars by the minutes or something like that. There's a mm. lot of these podcasts. There's a genre of podcasts that do this minute by minute analysis. And I was like, that would be fun to do. And then when I had the idea of doing it in reverse for Tenet, doing the crossover where I'm going backwards, Incredible. I was like, I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I think I kept hammering Steve until he just agreed to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because we eventually just had to pick a topic for a podcast or we weren't going to do one. And uh, I, I was pretty stubborn about this one. I mean, you also committed to it because I've seen podcasts like that kind of fizzle out and you guys just, you really did the whole thing, the whole movie. It, it was not easy. <laughs> right? I, I like, think my I original like... plan where we were going to keep going past the middle, like after we crossed over. <laughs> so maybe we did fizzle out, but we at least got to a, a closure point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the last, the last five or six episodes, probably we were we were done. We just like could not wait to be done with, uh, with the whole project. Yeah. yeah. After I got out of the car chase scene, <laughs> I was like so happy that it, the project was over. Yeah. I, I think I watched that section of the film more than any other section because every minute I had to go, Oh, I have to start all the way over again. Right. Right. I can't right. just watch the minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> And and you were really stuck in that sequence because because you did that sequence solo basically like, uh... yeah. I think I had thought we were going to wind up both somewhere in there, but no. When you when we got closer and closer, I realized, oh no, Steve's going to be right before he's going to end right before, and I'm going to end with a couple episodes just bef just as they're getting out of the cars. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Kevin, Kevin had the more complex scenes, uh, right? I think between that middle scene, the car chase scene, um, and like the very end of that scene, right, where they're talking like the blue glass, red glass, uh, there's just a lot of complication there. Um, and then the very end of the movie, the last like pincer yeah. movement is also super complicated, which uh, Kevin had to do solo. So kudos to, kudos to that yeah. man. I but see being that was my beginning of the project I enjoyed that part and I found a lot less complications with it but there's a couple there's definitely it's not meant to be thought about in the way we were thinking about it this movie no like yeah. you said it's supposed to be a ride enjoy it yes it's complicated yes you can there's deep things to it but also if you really scrutinize these things you're going to, it becomes an Ouroboros and it just doesn't make any sense. And by the time I got to the car chase scene, when I was just like, wait a second, how does tapping the brake make the car actually go because it's inverted? I was just like, no, that doesn't, I was just ready to call it out and say, no, that doesn't make sense. That's just yeah, an invention yeah. of the movie yeah. to, to make the movie it's, happen. 
It's so funny you call it a vibe movie too. There was a, I remember Kevin, you sent me like a YouTube reviewer guy who like, I feel like he coined that phrase vibe movie, or maybe he talked about like vibe movies and I wish I could mm-hmm. remember the. Yeah. I, it's Patrick video. Wilhelm. Well, Wilhelm's. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, he did a whole he did a whole like a pretty lengthy uh, video on like vibe movies and Tenet was was definitely one of his examples because it is that right like it is it is a good vibe movie it's a fun action movie uh, but if you try and you have to feel like if you try and read too much behind the lines then you go down the rabbit hole that that we did it, <laughs> yeah it's well, just meant to look cool sound cool make you feel cool <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, um, did you find, um, how do, how do you feel about the movie? Like now, like looking back, especially now that you've been away from the podcast for a little bit, like in terms of its quality or, or, you know, I think it's really cool that it got made at the highest level it got made, but also it it feels like, like, like (laughs) it's not going to have any cultural legacy besides being just maybe in the discussion of Christopher Nolan's worst films, I think is what, what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to come up in conversations about best time travel movies. I, (laughs) I think there are other ones that are going to edge it out of that kind of list, at least in like, if you're doing like a top 10 kind of list, um, uh, but it is fun. And if I didn't do that project, I would probably say, yeah, I'd, I'd put it on to watch it uh, uh, and enjoy it and have fun. Um, I don't know, Steve, I think you're a little bit more sour on it. I mean, I would definitely rank it higher in his catalog, I think, had we not done the project. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I I think I could still watch it and enjoy it. So especially yeah. now there was definitely a period of time when we were analyzing it every single week where I definitely did not want to watch it ever again. But even now it's only been a couple months, but enough time has passed where I think I, I probably could watch it again and enjoy it. There's a lot of like, there is a lot of good stuff in the movie. Uh, it's just like the technicals, right? Like the tech, yeah. like some of like the technical plot points just theoretically can't possibly make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, did did you find that you like learned things about the movie or about Nolan or 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 even or even about like your own enjoyment of these kinds of movies uh, while you were doing it? Ooh, that's a tough I one. I think I did because I I knew some stuff about Nolan. I know he's kind of like an analog guy. Mm. He has like a brick phone or something like. He doesn't have like a cell phone um i i learned about his process of making movies which is interesting that um he really doesn't start his next movie until he's completely satisfied like the 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 last movie's out like oppenheimer didn't begin until tenet was out and i think that was part of his reason of pushing it out at a certain time and i think that's really interesting especially when you consider back to back maybe one of his best movies he, he right after he made probably one of his less uh, lesser works it's kind of interesting to think that he puts all his focus and attention onto something and 
sometimes you're going to get Oppenheimer and sometimes you're going to get Tenet from that process. And mm. I guess mm. he's, he seems to be okay with either of those things um, happening yeah. because he just puts everything on, he puts everything onto the film, uh, which is an interesting thing because I do creative projects myself and I often have, uh, feel like sometimes I start the next project too early and it, the one I'm supposed to be finishing suffers. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, process. Um, and also reading the script uh, was really interesting because um, I had to read the script uh, in order to understand a lot of stuff. Um, and I liked picking out the stuff. You could see the stuff he edited out mm-hmm. of the script, even the script that got published. So that it's interesting that even he recognized like this, this, this is too complicated. This isn't working or we can get to this simply with a look. Right. Um, Cause there are some things that I realized in the rewatch he conveys these things just in two seconds of film and a guy looking at a radio and looking at the guy sitting next to him and there's no dialogue. And maybe yeah. there was a line in the script where these two guys say something to each other to explain what just happened. But uh, in the movie, it's it's just a look, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I know for me... Like, I don't know where I would rank Tenet in in his <laughs> filmography. I do think that there is a way in which it's like, it's the most Nolan, Nolan movie. Like, it feels like the movie that's sort of, it's like the unfiltered, uncut, just like whatever madness is going on in his brain that he knows how to put on screen. And he's kind of like, and it's okay if it doesn't make sense, because I'm just going to do it. And it feel it almost feels like an experiment that way, like asking the audience how how far can I push you? Um, like Inception goes pretty far. Like Inception has some bits that I know people who loved Inception who were like, I still didn't really understand how this worked, but Tenet almost seemed to be like over the line. <laughs> like, um, and, and that gets to my theory that the whole movie of Tenet was born out, out of in, uh, Interstellar, where he was working with Kip Thorne, mm. a physicist. And he kept wanting to send him back in time. And he was like, no, no, time only goes in one direction. <laughs> you can't go back in time. It's not, that's, that doesn't exist in physics, you know? Um, and uh, and so it was like, I think that nagged at him because yeah, it was met yeah. in so many back, uh, behind the scenes stuff. You hear both of them kind of mention that, that that was in the script until very late. And they, conv- they kept convincing him not to, send him back in time for the happy ending or whatever the mechanism for the time travel was in that. And it, I think that gnawed at him so much that he made this movie that is pretty much an action movie without any, any of the interpersonal relationships that you find in interstellar or that no, bog yeah. down any part of the Batman series. It's all, uh, just, it's, it's all just progression of characters through action um, which was also one of the big uh, criticisms of it. Sure. Um, that uh, the protagonist, the protagonist doesn't have a name. Yeah. He, he apparently comes out of nowhere, has no family, has no connection to the outside world. Um, is immediately like the, his partner is the most important part person in his life. And this mission is the only thing he's ever known. Uh, but, but also that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, he exists out of, out of, time and space in a way like i mean there's yeah. a bit of a bit of james bond in that as well like just kind of like a un, unrooted i mean i had just because of no time to die 
being planned to have come out. I like rewatched all the James Bond movies uh, kind of just before and, and during the pandemic. That's, and a lot, that's a big project. It was a big project. A lot Going of those movies are no. not that great, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I feel like it did set me up when I watched Tenet and I was like, Oh, the beats, like, I get it. Like this yeah. is the scene that always happens where he somehow like, usually in James Bond, he's been kidnapped, but it's like, he's there with the, the bad guy and, and they have like some exchanges and then somehow he gets out and, and it, and it's like, it felt like the beats of a James Bond movie, but without, without even some of the character work and certainly without like the ability to make sense of anything, um, you know? Yeah. That's like Ives jumping in in the third act coming yeah. from nowhere and having an army with him. That's a big thing in like a James Bond movie is like, okay, the third act, we got to, we got to add some, some people to the crew to kill. <laughs> yeah. Like where did, where did all these people come from who were storming the, the, the compound? You're like, I don't, don't really understand. I guess they're just MI6 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you've got like your, I guess Neil is like the Felix lighter character or something. I don't know. There's, there's sort of a, uh, <laughs> a, a quality about it. Um, and, uh, and no, no one's wanted to do a James Bond. Oh, yes. I, he's talked about that. I mean, Inception is sort of has a lot of On Her Majesty's Secret Service in it. And oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The skiing scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is right um, out of Bond. Uh, it's interesting what you say about him, like one project leading into the next, because that's how Oppenheimer happened, too. It's like he references uh, Robert Oppenheimer in Tenet, which leads yeah. Pattinson to gift him the book of speeches which leads him to like make Oppenheimer, um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it's also crazy that he did that movie so fast. Um, I like that is that is crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. And uh, there's no I announcement realize, yet, yeah. right? Oh, for his next movie, I haven't heard yeah. anything. No, yeah, he hasn't no. announced anything. Um, but he usually doesn't. It's usually just all of a sudden. It's like Christopher Nolan's shooting a movie now. And you're like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> like, he already wrote a script. Uh, Tenet 2. Starring I Denzel mean, Washington. Uh, look, I've been pushing for that. <laughs> I, I would watch that in a heartbeat. I love Denzel. <laughs> He's like the greatest. I think I once, uh, j- just recently, I was like, I don't know why. I kept watching Denzel movies. And I came to the conclusion that like, if Denzel Washington is in a movie, it's automatically good, even if technically it's not good. And I was going through his IMDb and I was like, any of these, even the bad movies, I would rewatch them. I'm like, these are fine just because of him. Like, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Book of Eli comes to mind. Like it's a terrible movie, but I'm, yeah, I'd watch I'll it. Watch it. <laughs> Forget what if the it's other on. one is. Yeah. Um, I, I was also, I, I was also curious kind of obviously one of the problems with the podcast is like finding things to talk about and like, you know, clearly within certain minutes, there's specific things to talk about, but you must've gone through a real process of like sitting down each episode being like, okay, how do we not repeat ourselves? Um, and I was kind of curious how you, how you did that. Cause I thought you did a pretty good job of it. Like it didn't feel too repetitive. That's incredible to hear. Uh, I, I, my so we did no preparation together mm-hmm. um my preparation for each episode was usually like 10 minutes before we'd hop on this recording uh i would watch my minute and i would type up a ton of notes and i have right. i i must have 72 pages of notes from all the minutes i did 
And that was it. Like I didn't, Kevin was more prepared because he would, I think, pretty frequently watch my minute. <laughs> um, I did that in the beginning and then I gave up. <laughs> yeah, I never, I, was curious I never watched, first, yeah. I never watched Kevin's minute. I never read the script for my minute or his minute. I would just, I took good notes. I took great notes of like the minutes that I covered, but that was pretty much it. I don't and, know, Kevin, what your prep was would, like. I think the only information we'd exchange before the record was, I I need a good ten minutes to talk about my minute because there's something in <laughs> yeah. it that's really interesting. Like right. I want to talk about, do they age backwards or like the eternal questions we always had? Like do you you know or whatever it is that, um, like is Neil a representation of Jesus because he rises from the grave? And you know I always feel <laughs> right. like those would spark conversations that were interesting. Um, and then towards the end, we started doing, we would be like, I don't have a lot either. And I'm like, I, I don't have any dialogue scenes at all. So we, we do the morning show bit in the minute, in the beginning where we, right. just, where we just talk about something that interests us. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's pretty impressive in a way that the movie kind of, do you think that's part of, part of the like pull of the movie that it has enough, that it has enough in it that you can sort of, pose those kinds of conversational questions that don't really have an answer, I guess, but sort of are fun to debate is. Yeah. Like I, I would still debate any of those questions now. Like how right. does a, how does an inverted car actually work? Um, yeah. I, how does a I think so. Internal combustion engine. Does it have to be empty of fuel or like, <laughs> like if it's full, can it not run? At Whoa. All? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's, it's endless because it's, you know, all speculative. Um, uh, and also it's art. So you just bring in other representations into it. Um, like the Jesus allegory or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also just visually interesting. So even if you just want to go, okay, here's a, like for the next two minutes, we're going to be on these really interesting sailboats. Yeah. And then we yes. can we can track down where those sailboats are today because there's only like seven of them in the world, <laughs> right? And there's always something to talk about. It's a good uh, point, though. Like, like I like. Do you think, Kevin, if we had done, I don't like just another random movie, minute by minute, would we have had as interesting dialogue as we did in Tenet? Like, I don't think so. No. Like, if we took. Like Shawshank Redemption. I don't know why that's the first movie that hit me. But like if we analyze that movie minute <laughs> by minute, they'd be really short episodes. Yeah. Because like the movie's like it is what it is, right? There's Even though it might a be a better movie, movie, actually. It's just that it kind it's, of it's more straightforward. It's, right? According to IMDB, it's every 30-year-old man's favorite <laughs> well, movie. Well, okay. I mean, or anybody sure, who but... was ever a 30-year-old man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, yeah, I can't think of anything because even if like the substance of the scenes weren't interesting, even if it was just a James Bond ripoff dialogue or something like that, or just an action scene, the, the all the stuff around it was a lot of process, a lot of thought went into yeah. it, but also it was almost overwritten to the point where we could debate endlessly. Uh, mm, is mm. is Neil's cat's son, or was that my theory? Is that maybe that was part of the script at one time and then it just got erased but it left all these phantom limbs in the script <laughs> or the gold my god the amount of times we had to debate oh gold. yeah the gold yeah. my <laughs> other my other favorite pet theory is that the, the two goyas and the two gold bars 
were were originally the same. Yeah, were originally inverted pieces that yeah, eventually yeah. like they they would close the loop together or would be explained, but then and then they just kind of got rid of that. Yeah, they just go ah, eh, we'll throw those three pages out, <laughs> and then for some reason there's just two separate stacks of gold in the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and I I am I am also curious just generally when you're when like i mean you've explained sort of coming up with the podcast idea and all of that but like why this movie in particular like of all because you could have chosen genuinely you could have chosen any movies and there might have been even other christopher nolan movies that might have worked uh with the similar concept um like what was it about this one we had been talking about it's it's probably the pandemic i would say because Mm. nothing was coming out um this is a movie we were both very interested in prior to and then i saw it first and was discussing it with you and we were discussing it separately and then every now and then we would talk about starting a podcast Mm. yeah there's a lot of just things happening in parallel there right like uh you did see it first and then i think i saw it a little bit later i remember the i'll never forget the first time i watched it right i watched it with my wife she fell asleep halfway through and she still had not has not seen the rest of that movie and does not want to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we like a lot of things just kind of happened in parallel. I think like when we first started talking movie podcasts, you were in like a war movie phase. Oh, and yeah. I think. Yeah. Like you, you were really intent on doing like a war movie thing, which um, I was sort of for. I was I was I definitely wasn't again. I'm more of the naysayer of the two of us. Um, I wasn't totally against. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that separately with another group of people, and I eventually yeah, had were. to like. It eventually ended. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, somehow was, we like. Yeah, we both share like a, a like a passion for Christopher Nolan movies, right? I think. Sure. I mean, combined, we've seen them all. I think the, only the first, the very first one, and I, I forgot again what it's called. The yeah, one before fo- following. Memento. Yeah, following. I have not. I still have not seen it. It's an I've interesting. It's direct. an interesting movie, like being his. Like it's not a student film technically, but it was sort of like made over weekends and stuff. And it's kind of it's interesting to watch that movie and see him. He clearly developed a lot of techniques making that movie that he's kind of continued using, which is interesting. Um, it's not a and, great movie, but it's kind of it's interesting to watch. And the hook is so him. It's like seems like it's either either that's Christopher Nolan's student film or it's a guy who was inspired by Christopher Nolan to write a script and had a very small budget. But it's also way like I've seen some student films and it's way more uh, production value than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although very cheap. He made it for like. I don't know. It's like seven thousand pounds or something. I don't know. It's like mm. super cheap. Um, yeah, I, I I know in my case, and this is like what what the article is essentially about was sort of. You know, I, I'm sure I have a few movies like this, but of late, Tenet is the movie that I just. It's not even to do with the quality. Like I like I said, I'm not even entirely sure. I think it's a good movie. Um, I definitely think it's an interesting movie, but like. I, it's like, I ask myself, why do I keep thinking about Tenet? <laughs> like there's better <laughs> movies, there's deeper movies. There's like, and yet I keep thinking about Tenet and, and there's like some strange pull that it has for me. And I was like, especially with your podcast, I was like, oh, here's some other people who seem to have found this, this weird attraction uh, 
that it's like hard to explain, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's it. It's the unexplainable and the movie doesn't tie itself in a bow enough. Right. Like it, it, it does get you to an ending to get you out the theater. <laughs> it's like, we have to end this, <laughs> but there's so much other stuff in it that you could kind of make your own movie in your head by filling in blanks. Right. Um, which is what people kind of tend to love to do on the internet with, you know, like I, I mentioned the Neil theories kind of birthed a hundred, um, yeah, uh, video essays and articles about the true meaning of this and the true meaning of, and and that all and also uh, the the ending of Inception, uh, mm -hmm. it was a lot of that, um, and it's just so inventive that you could take the premise and make your own kind of story out of it too. Mm. Like if I if 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 HBO sat me down and said, we want to give you a limited run series, I would say it's okay. It's called Mahir and it's the, the guy who helps them do I love the, that the, guy. The airplane heist. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you just, what, you, what he has, what he does on a day-to-day -day basis and then how he sets up uh, uh, the stuff for the protagonist and Neil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the other I, stuff that goes into it. That character is so great. I don't, I don't know how he did that where you have these characters who show up like Ives is one of those where he literally hadn't appeared in the movie before. I saw the movie with my girlfriend at the time and she wasn't even that into the movie, but the second that Ives showed up and both of us were like, is that Aaron Taylor Johnson? And both of us were just like, I didn't even like Aaron Taylor Johnson that much. And I was like, I'm so happy he's here. And I, I can't explain it. I don't know why it has that. It's like, there's something uh, um, like just very, pure he's and visceral of, about it like he's one of those chameleons where i don't i don't even realize he's in movies that i like <laughs> yeah and i'm just like wait a second that's he's an outlaw king who is he <laughs> that's right that's right that's right um yeah i mean i think that's that's about all all the questions i have but i don't know if you guys had any any other thoughts i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting you to like re revisit your your old stomping ground But I, I can't you, think of anything. Yeah. Uh, you're all tenanted out. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, we're, we're moving on to, to newer pastures, but <laughs> not yeah. another movie podcast. Not yet. Anyway. Um, oh, but yeah. no, I'm excited. Explain to... what we're doing. Yeah. Have, sure, you, have yeah. you got an idea yet? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've already started. So we've, uh, we've created it. We haven't released it yet. We're, um, and it's the same process we followed with, uh, tenant men where, we record somewhere between like five and 10 episodes mm -hmm. and then start the release process this way. Uh, Cause like we take a lot of breaks, like we try to meet once a week, but you know, work yeah. family schedules makes it very difficult. So we try to create that buffer of like five or 10 episodes so that we can keep things releasing on a weekly basis, um, which worked well for tenant men. I think we didn't start missing weeks until probably after the first whole year, I think the first whole year we were pretty consistent and then we did miss some weeks towards the end. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, the new, the new show is called the dad pod podcast. <laughs> and, great, great title. uh, yeah, uh, that's all Kevin. And, uh, each week we have, uh, we have kind of a main topic and then we've got some subtopics that we talk about. And it's really just two middle-aged white dads talking about, uh, everyday life things, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've recorded three and yeah, excited to see where it goes. I think the idea is like, we'll start with 10, we'll start releasing them and see how it goes. And 
if it's uh if it's good we'll keep going with it if it's not we'll find something else yeah yeah it, yeah it's it's also just a great excuse to have some have a project in the works too uh, that's yeah. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I've done podcasts in the past too, that like just small things that mostly were to amuse myself. So, you know, <laughs> like I did a Mad Men years ago, I did a Mad Men podcast that was just born out of a joke on Twitter where it was oh. like, because of the, I don't know if you've seen Mad Men, but there's like the oh, line, yeah. the, the not great Bob. And I was like, somebody should do <laughs> not great pod. Oh. And then I was like, I'll do not great pod. And so I yeah. just did that for like the last season of Mad Men. Like, <laughs> just a recap good. or a review. Yeah, it was basically just season. like a review. And then like, actually we did it for the first, because the season was split. So we did it for the first half of the season. And then in between, we went and rewatched like the whole series. Um, oh, yeah. And we, we didn't do episodes for each episode. Mm-hmm. We just sort of did like half a season and then next half a season. And then, yeah, weekly when the final season came out. Um, yeah, I don't great. think we had that many listeners, but it, it, like I said, it was more for my own amusement. We didn't think we had that many listeners and then I'm getting contacted by you and well, uh, there you other go. people here towards the end. It's very interesting. We're, we're the almost stats, shocked. They're like, wait, you listen to this? <laughs> the numbers keep, it's wild. The numbers keep going up, right? Uh, the number of downloads uh, actually, and we haven't recorded or released anything in quite a while, but the downloads keep, it's turning into a hockey stick. They keep going up. Yeah. So I'm the movie's pop. It's, <laughs> yeah. People are finding, I, I've seen it more and more. There's like, you go on Letterboxd or even on Twitter, people will just be mentioning Tenet as this again. And they're not even talking about it as though it's like a masterpiece. They're just like, Tenet, guys, like you got to watch this movie. <laughs> like, it's going to be like that cult classic kind of movie. It really, totally. really is. I think yeah. over time, like it's really going to become like its own thing. Uh, it kind of already is, but it's going to continue down this path for sure. I mean, I've definitely been on the train of like, Warner Brothers, just re-release Tenet. I know, I know you've got like issues with Nolan right now, but whatever, just re-release Tenet. Just do it. Put it in theaters. I would actually, I would go because I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, and I want I, to. I genuinely, I, I would go see it in yeah. theaters. Yeah, I would go see it. Yeah, it was fun in a theater. It was fun, so I would go back for sure. Um, anyway, yeah, but that 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 was kind of all I all I got for you. I think I'll I'll pull some Great. quotes from this and get the article up. I don't know when it'll be up, but probably in the next like week or two. Um, oh, okay. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll have a link to the article in the description for this then. So we won't, uh, we won't release this until the article's ready. We'll, yeah, cool. uh, we'll yeah I'll, se- I'll send you a link. It's always, uh, with defector. Um, they're very like, they're not too concerned. I mean, especially this is not a timely story anyway, but they're not too concerned <laughs> with like the article has to come out this day. So I'll send it, there'll be edits. And then whenever they publish it, they'll just be like, Hey, it's up on the site. <laughs> so I'll send you nice. a link then. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds good. Well, Hey Corey, thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was fun. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to the Tenement podcast. Be sure to check out Corey's article. The link is in the description and, uh, we said last time we wouldn't record another episode, but here we are. So who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we invert and do another one at some point mm-hmm. in the past or future. Uh, thanks and goodbye. All right.